Welcome to the latest episode of the High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. It is I, Dom, a.k.a. Freshosaurus. You know what I'm saying? Here with my two stable mates, like always. Starting over there. <laughs> Shout out to the Rascals, man. You do kind of like like a dark skin Trey McGill, by the way. Terry, what's going on, fam? What's good? What's good? I mean, as long as y'all niggas don't start, you know, cleaning up for my mama, then we good. Man, it's say, man. Trey's mom is, yeah. She know. Luckily, luckily, I got to find out this week. Yeah. I was like, oh, very milky. I like that. Try to tell you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mythomania is running wild. Over there, um, in the dungeon, chilling in the boiler room, chilling with Gangrel and them in the brew. Rashad, what's going on, fam? Uh, man, chilling in H-Town, but I'm still doing the show. Don't care. We, we appreciate that dedication. He was offered and handed a temporary restraining order. Do you know what this means? This means that Drusev cannot come within 90 miles of myself. You ask how low she could go. She's hit rock bottom. I love when he corrects me. 90 days, I mean 90 feet, 90 feet, Rusev. You can't come 90 feet away from me. <laughs> I just get so flustered when he's around me. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, Monday Night Raw was all tears. In my personal opinion, I wouldn't say it wasn't all bad compared to like previous weeks, but Monday Night Raw was all you this week, sir. So uh, what do you think? Uh, it wasn't that bad this week, you know. We had a solid Monday Night Raw. Go home, show for Survivor Series. So, you know, we're going to have Brand Warfare, SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT. So, we started off Raw with the man, Becky Lynch, coming out to cut a promo. And everything that's been going on. Since, you know, while way to the virus series to fight, I'm here now. Charlotte, you here. Shayna, Bailey, I'm quite sure y'all here. It's all stuff throw down right now. Which I was cool with. Middle of her promo, we get to see the lovely Iconics. Mm. Randomly, but not Yeah, randomly. You know, they ain't been used in two, three months since they dropped the, the, raw, uh, the women's tag titles. Oh, yeah, I forgot they was the champs. Yeah, remember that's why Sasha took her ball and went home. Allegedly. She said it herself. Touche. So the Iconics <laughs> come out talking trash that they was left off the Raw Women's Survivor Series team, which by all means, I would too. But, I mean, they wasn't even around to even get chosen to be on the team, though. Neither was Sarah Logan. Touche. So, you know, uh, as the comments come out, Becky said it was supposed to be her and Charlotte tagging and I take on somebody. So I guess it's going to be y'all too. So Charlotte comes out and they go ahead and fight. And an extremely quick squash match that lasted all of maybe three to five minutes. Um, Becky and Charlotte picks up the win. After the match, you know, Shayna, Jessamine, and Marina comes out. 
and attacks him. The Iconics, then Charlotte and Becky run back in, attack Shayna and her two horsewomen that she had with her. Then we go to a backstage uh, promo with the uh, Hype Bros. Not, don't call them the Hype Bros. Major Bros, Edgeheads, whatever you want to call them. Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins, they cut in a promo about their tag team title shot against War Machine. And out of nowhere, the authors of pain blindsides and beats the holy shit out of both of them. Was it really a blindside though? Because they like you know, they was face to face before they whooped their ass. But these niggas just walked out the shadows. <laughs> that is true though. Couldn't even hear them. Shockingly. I'm about to say these niggas six hundred pounds and they tiptoeing up on people like some big ass ninjas. <sighs> then we follow this up with you know. Don's favorite superstar taking on Carl Anderson, Umberto Carrillo. Your mans. And of course, you know, they keep pushing Umberto like he's just Superman. So, sideline, you know, you have the usual OC shenanigans with uh, Luke Gallows and AJ Styles trying to interfere. And my personal favorite tag team, the Street Profits, come out and help. Umberto win with the most devastating move of all time, a roll-up. And Umberto, after the match, dances in the most non-rhythmic dance I've ever seen. That was a good... I'm glad you put it that way. I, I thought Latino people were supposed to have, you know, rhythm, but... You don't, you know, maybe maybe it skipped this generation. Then, um, we got another backstage promo with Seth Rollins. Talking about his match with Andrade Cien Almas. <sighs> and of course, you know, he has used his catchphrase, and it is Monday Night Rollins, and he's here to burn it down. I'm so damn tired of hearing that. So, uh, we come back from commercial, and then we have No Way Jose taking on Bobby Lashley. Needless to say, Bobby Lashley won. Not even going to waste my time covering this three-second match. Bobby Lashley versus No Way Jose, and it ended pretty much the way you expected it to. I mean, once you say No Way Jose, that should already tell you right there how it's going to end. So Lana comes out. She botches a a promo tremendously. Like, she makes my last week's (laughs) botch amazing. Do you know how bad you got to be to where Bobby Lashley got to guide you through a promo? Horrible. And I'm just personally, and this is just me, but I'm quite sure you probably agree with me, Dom, and you too, Rashad. But I'm hoping that we don't get a Russell versus Bobby Lashley match tonight for Survivor Series because. No. If anything, it would have been on the kickoff show, and I ain't even said nothing about it yet, so I don't. Uh, but that means this is going to continue, though. Past Survivor Series. Unfortunately. Maybe they'll end the storecade. I doubt it. But shout out to Bobby Lashley and this fool Nelson he using. Shout out to Chris Masters. Don't look as painful as Chris Masters, though. Nah, Chris Masters, you can see all the steroids. You never mind. Good old wellness. So we get to the fantastic match of which is Seth Rollins versus Andrade. And 
Sign me up for it. Thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, three hours. Two out of three files. Seven, uh, five out of seven, whatever. These boys was going at it, like for real, for real. Counter after counter, big move after big move, splash after splash. Zelina out there looking as amazing as ever. Only for the 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 trashiest interference I've ever seen. <laughs> so the end of the match coming, Steph get ready for the curb stomp, and Lucha House Party runs in and attacks both of them. Small Joe's on commentary at the time, and he just busts <laughs> by laughing when they come attack him. And honestly, I don't even blame him because it's fucking Lucha House Party, bro. Out of anybody you could send to attack a show, y'all send fucking Lucha House Party. And it's three on two, so I mean, I understand the quote-unquote number games, but they three short, small guys, so they like the same size as Seth and Andrade if you put them together. Bruh. Speaking of which, don't forget the fact that they had like Fox big as shit on the back of their shirts. Only for you to get beat up by Andrade and Seth after they done had a, a 25 minute match. Yeah. So once again, just like some more jobs laughing my ass off to. Can't even say they broke K Fabe. It was just, it was the Lucha House party. So it's, it's, it's just comedy. They, yeah, it's possible that they had, they could beat them up without breaking the sweat. So it was realistic. They probably didn't even tell Joe that this was going to happen, so that probably was a a, a real reaction. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I, I I believe that, fam. I really do believe that. He probably just like, bro, for real. Because he tried to like catch himself, it didn't work. By the time it was just too late. Then we finally get to hear, you know, a knock on Alice's door as Buddy Murphy decided to. Grab his nuts and go say, hey, nigga, what's up? Sign me up for that, too. So then we had a, a, a Akira Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy match, which was pretty damn good. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they fight for the Cruiserweight Championship one time? Yeah. Yeah, back when Buddy Murphy was the champ, yeah. And Chap- honestly, this match was probably just as good. Yeah, I think so. I feel like they had more time. I don't know if it was a time thing or what, but, yeah, this match was awesome. And a surprise. Because, uh-huh. you know, they were putting the cruiserweights on the kickoff show still. Yeah, and we know they didn't get a chance to help mine. That's a, that's a whole other story for Friday. So, anybody got any guesses on what Rowan carrying around? Um, Are Randy Orton's positive drug test? All right, y'all. It's been nice knowing y'all. Um, a few guys. <laughs> people. I mean, you asked me what did I think. That's what I think. All his positive drug tests, he's carrying around, so that way, you know. So you say he turned I say Rashad say he carrying around Roman Reigns' wellness needles. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Diabetes. And you think he has? Pitbull puppy. No damn puppy. He was talking to it. <laughs> Continue, man. I can't even respond. I'm, I, I can't. I have nothing to say. <laughs> so Eric Rowan has a squash match against 
Alex Malcolm but before the match happened, you know, run out. Our truth, of course, chases him down because he's trying to become like a 29 time, 24 7, 7 11 Eurocontinental, uh, Chip. Chipotle, Chipotle, RB champion. Wow. Um, so, bell rings, Rowan quickly runs through the, the, the jobber, tosses the jobber onto both Singh brothers, and then levels all three of them at the same time. Picked them up, Iron Cloud on one, two, three. That was it. He goes back and starts, you know, talking to his pit bull puppy that he was he carrying around. And then he goes to the back. So we get to the back. Charlie, uh, Randy is talking to Ricochet, basically saying, you know, hey, if the Viking Raiders want to fight, then shit, the next one can fight us. So we got that for the main event of the night. Randy Orton and Ricochet versus Hanson and Rose. Then we get to Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre. Which was who man, phenomenal. Man, when I tell you that this is awesome, chance actually was needed. Cause another time that they let people go for about a good twenty-five to thirty minutes, only for Paul to come out mid-match, you know. And he brings with him the Forgotten Signs, Dominic Dijakovic, and Damian Priest. And, you know, he tell KO that he was having a hell of a match and that, hey, I gave Seth the offer that he could come down to NXT. I'm going to give you the same offer. Basically, KO was like, nah. So the Undisputed Era comes out and, you know, jumps KO. Then Team Raw comes out. More of uh, NXT comes out. And basically, the OC holds the ring appears to be the dominant brand for the night. We go backstage to Charlie Caruso, who announces mm. Carrillo versus AJ Styles for United States Championship <sighs> next week. Why? Because he won and Vince is racist. But he didn't already beat him like three times already. Racist. <laughs> so then we go to uh, Paul Heyman, who's talking about everything that's going on with Brock Lesnar, and he cuts a fantastic promo, basically setting up Brock and Ray in the no holds bars match, which means Ray's really going to get demolished tonight. I'm here for it. Ain't no reason you give Brock Lesnar a no holds bar match unless he's going to do some damage. That kind of makes your racism point, though, considering, never mind, considering with Ray Mysterio and Humberto is. You, see, you know what? I just realized something. Considering that Ray Mysterio tried to like put Humberto over when they were doing the backstage segment, mm. y'all both getting y'all ass whooped. So, Oscar, Oscar finally gets her one back from Natalia from a few weeks ago with that bullshit ass loss she had to take for no goddamn reason. When she uh, has this one on one match with Natalia, and honestly, it was a solid match, even though. Oscar pretty much dominated the whole match like she should have. I agree. To to Ricochet versus Ricochet Randy versus the Viking Raiders. And again, it was going to be a pretty good match. I don't know what it is about Randy Orton right now, but 
we have a saying that pretty much whenever Randy's doing what he, what he wants to do, his work is so much better. And you can tell right now because he's actually looking like he's out there having fun. Right. And he's not being forced to go out here do, to do shit, even if he's playing the face role right now, which Randy actually hates. But I think it's more, it's going to be, he's going to end up pulling some Randy shit in the end, though. So it's probably going to happen mid match. Yeah. Ooh, what if he go to NXT? Randy? Huh. I don't think he would, but that would, would be, that would change the game right there. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Wednesday's interesting. And Florida is his type of state. And the and the travel schedule is a whole lot lighter. So he had more time to right be in Florida now. and do Florida things. And you know, make statements while streaming video games. <laughs> That's what Florida man does. Uh mm. <laughs> not Big E, because he's Florida man on Twitter. We ain't talking about Big E, you know. No, we're talking about real Florida man. Yeah, he do. We talk- yeah. But say after Randy though, I do agree with you though. Anytime, but but like I said though, anytime he comes back in shape, he either finna turn heel or he finna like you know what I'm saying get involved in his work though. Or uh, give us a good faction. I was I'm still mad about. No, nah, I'm talking about the other one he had with the revival. That was so good, and then they just straight up took it away. Because they moved Randy around. Yep. All they had to do is keep them together, fam. But you know. Cause I don't see that happening though. Cause revival probably ain't gonna be resigned. Yeah. So after uh, mid match, you know, SmackDown comes out. Heavy Machinery, Cesaro, Lucha House Party, King Joffrey, uh, Baratheon, Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, basically the whole goddamn SmackDown roster. And they just like seven people. The whole SmackDown roster. <laughs> And they just start beating the shit out of their Raw. And then, you know, of course, because they own Raw, more Raw come out. Well, actually, let me back up. I'm skipping. Basically, uh, Ricochet, Randy Orton, and, and the Viking Raiders are holding the ring. And then NXT comes out with Tamako Chapa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Pete Dunne, Leo Rush, and a shit ton of other people. And they just run through everybody. Literally. Everybody, and to end the night, all you see of Keith Lee, big ass, him and uh, of course, this is Wednesday. I'm sorry, we ended WWE programming three nights with huge brawl, so I'm getting confused. It happened, I believe, either dove over the top rope or him and Iowa were standing in the ring, but again, I say all my shit running together. I think but, that I think he ended up like diving out of the ring. I know he did it on Wednesday too, but pretty goddamn ending, fantastic ending of Raw. I honestly give it a solid B. They could have took kept a couple of the talking segments, specifically the Lana promo, and they could stop trying to push Umberto Carrillo because that pro- project has failed tremendously. What if he wins on Monday? The United States Championship might my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's just like when you said that. I just had a thought that they, what if they pull the trigger and let him become the United States Champion? Well, I guess uh, in three weeks I won't be covering Raw SmackDown no more. Wow, that's not the way the game works, fam. 
I'll quit. Well, you can be replaced. Damn, but uh, that's messed up. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. My bad. Um, I'm just fucking with you, man. Nice shirt, by the way, you know. Appreciate it, appreciate it. <laughs> that made me straight up pause. I'm like, uh, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so um, oh, Rashad kind of gave you um a nice a nice tease earlier. He got the chance to see the you know the tree the tree has been yeah, starring um the wonderful Trey Miguel's mom. So he, he got to see the treehouse because Trey's mom was inside. Yeah, yeah that, that's also she was yeah. yeah she was out on the show. You know what I'm saying? So how was you feeling about Impact Wrestling? Go ahead, sir. My first time watching it. They are live from Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Boy, Didn't know that. Oh, yeah, you know I'm going to start them off with the location now. But anyway, um, it was actually pretty dope. You know, this is my first impact since they moved to AXS from Pop. So it was good to finally catch up. Of course, they started off the show with a recap from the previous week. Again, this is my first time watching it. So I had to catch up on that. But the first match was the Rascals versus um, somebody's favorite team, the Desi Hit Squad. Yeah. <laughs> versus hey, the Teeners. Real, real quick, before we go any further, did y'all see the uh, the backstage promo with the Desi Hit Squad's manager when he told them that they can get something back to India for losing? Yeah. Yes. Y'all was like, just going to get to that. You, how bad of an L do you have to take for your manager to bring the street back to India? Especially <laughs> with your manager, your uncle. Yeah, that's what I was about to hit on once I got after the match. Because <laughs> I was like, dang, what kind of promo is this? I ain't never heard of this. <laughs> that's like telling the Lucha, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> we don't need you to be sounding like somebody that we don't like. <laughs> Take him back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he definitely would tell him that. Um, and mm-hmm. PSAs. Michael PSAs. Would too. <laughs> he told PSAs. Yeah, Michael PSAs uh, called Mark Henry up. Anyway, the Rascals won. It was, it was, like I said, it was my first time watching Impact. Very impressed by the Rascals. And I see what Don's talking about, those jerseys. Yes, I would like one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, Trey's mom was cheering, you know, her her little boy on. I know I probably would have gotten hit with a couple okay. of uh, okay. potatoes. I Man, yeah, I got. <laughs> I sure would have been looking at her from the side. So, uh, yeah. Front, back, side to man, look all over, fam. Yeah, I would have got red paint. Yeah, um, Reno Scum was pissed that they uh, lost. That. Ace Austin comes out and beats up Trey because we all know what, you know, Ace Austin trying to do. And Ace after Austin seeing Austin. Trey's mom, I met her. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understood. I told him, Ace Austin, I would have helped you. I would have flew to Canada to help you. That, that's how fire that lady was. Um, the, uh, next, it was a handicap match. You had Ty Valkyrie and Johnny Bravo mm. versus Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Real style. A lot of, yes. Real. <laughs> Jordan Grace. Yeah. Jordan Grace pulled out the victory. 
Charles Again, Gordon Bird. It, it was um <laughs> pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> pulled out the <laughs> pulled yeah. out the mixes. She did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was um incredible match. Like I said, it's my first time seeing Impact. So it's good seeing the ladies do that thing, but it was not the only time the ladies was gonna have a good night on Impact, which I was happy to see. I then, like, like like we said backstage. <laughs> Gamma Singh uh told the Desi Hit that if they lose another match, they're going back to India. So that's how that ended. And then the RVD vignette, I gotta watch it again because again I hear you guys talk about it but I still don't get what was going on so I was like okay all right it was like a little little TV silence and stuff like that I was like okay what all right so just a quick backstory um so basically right now RVD turned heel you know what I'm saying he turned heel on Rhino and basically his thing is everybody's out there doing my moves and stuff right now so I'll get to y'all when I get to y'all you know what I'm saying like but the only bad thing is you didn't get a chance to see his girlfriend, Katie. Um, yeah. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. That's all I'll Give say. Give me one second, Rashad. I'm going to post a picture of him for you. Yeah. All right, Yeah. Oh, I get a live reaction. Let's get yes. the live reaction. But, yeah, so basically RVD is kind of on his own. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's copying my moves, you know, without me. There would be, like, the Kenny Omegas and stuff like that right now anyway. So that's kind of, like, where RVD is at. I'm like, I want to see the picture right before I give the next part because I was surprised this person was not only still actively on television, but I was surprised this person was alive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Look right in the hangouts. All right, here it is. Okay, Rob Van Dam. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's the right. girlfriend. He got a wife, too. So. He got yeah. a wife, too. Yeah, I know about the wife, but the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Man. Lucky. Lucky mother. Anyway, so I saw Father James Mitchell for the first time in forever. And again, I was like, man, I'm a little alive. And bald headed. And bald headed. And still trying to wear the jacked up uh, eyebrows with, with the weird uh, goatee. I still fuck so with the Yeah, the, the, the red suit was always on. So he introduced himself and everything. And. And then he told her. I ain't gonna he lie, told I Susie, a little bit at the crib. <laughs> he told uh, Susie to meet him at the car outside. I was like, that's a little creepy, but you know, do you think? <laughs> you <laughs> from uh, bought some pussy for forty dollars. Exactly, did it though, man. I'm glad I ain't the only one that thought that. I like say that's kind of like weird, man. The way you approach it. I said, I said, I guess Canada don't think of human trafficking like we do. So, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's what it is. Because <laughs> I said that's what it was kind of like he's white banning her real quick, but no, no windows, no windows. Real quick. But she said okay, so I guess never mind. Yeah, I mean, that's usually how it goes. That's how the case goes. You know, that's how they go. But say ain't nobody just out here saying no that ends up in the back of the white van. And then the next thing you know, executive produced by Dick Wolf. Doom, doom. Wow. And then that's the and that's the. <laughs> <laughs> She was backstage on television before you knew she was gone. So we get to the good part. The awesomeness that is the treehouse being here. You know how when they say 
expect the unexpected. I didn't expect the unexpected or the expected. Nope, not at all. Ooh, got our ass whooped. What's everyone's problem, dude? Ooh, why are they so mad, though? I understand Ace Austin being sorry with me being the number one contender for the X Division Championship, but what's the deal with Reno Scum, though? Honestly, like, it might be your abs. Who, me? Yeah, bro, they're tight. <laughs> dude, you could spare it, too, and still have a good amount. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Y'all silly. <laughs> Yo, but anyway, like, what are we gonna do about it? You know what? In New York, let's fuck these fools! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Girls allowed in the treehouse. Oh. I told you she could smell. It's loud. Trey, I know what you're doing. I've played it before in my day. You know that voice. <laughs> Trey, I was just out there, and those pro wrestling guys—they're dangerous. I'm very, very worried. Mom, we can handle ourselves. We're big boys. We're gonna go to New York. We're gonna kick those guys' ass. Traitor Tiberius Miguel. What did I tell you about that language? Mom, don't say my full name. I'm sorry. We're gonna kick their butts in New York. Well, maybe I'll come to New York and I'll have a word with those boys too. Zachary, Desmond, you need to call your mothers and let them know that you're okay. I don't have my, I don't have my phone on. Mama. Yes, what's up, go? I... Mm. <laughs> his reaction, though, when he realized that was his mama, though, made it even more funny. He said, Mom, oh. what are you doing? <laughs> I think Daz's reaction was probably the best, though. Yeah. Y yeah. Cause that probably yeah, because that's exactly how I would have ran about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Excuse, me, <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Somebody passed me like a uh, a jacket or something. Drape over myself. Be like, y'all mind if I take this chair with me? You know what I'm For saying? For real. <laughs> shout out to the boys. Shout out to the Trey. Wince, Dez, and Trey Miguel. Awesomeness. And then you had a Johnny Swinger versus <laughs> Fuck Gunderson. Trash name. It is. <laughs> it died. Outfit and everything. John, Johnny Swingle won, but I want to go ahead and get to the end because again, you had Ken Shamrock come out. And Hold on, Rashad. Let me cut you off like, real quick. Wow. I just uh, hope Ken Shamrock broke this nigga's ankle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty I mean, much. He his bag, so he probably was trying to. Yeah. He, yeah. Ken Shamrock looked like old Ken Shamrock. Literally. <laughs> and that was, that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. And I was like, again, there was another guy. I was like, yeah, I know. Um, Dom said, yeah, I my on impact. I was like, but he still looked like old Ken. So he looked like UFC Ken. He's like, kind of like WWF Ken. Ken get aged a little bit. Yeah, I will say that the, the years have been good to Ken Shamrock. He, on a, he ain't out here looking rough. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I give you that. Because, oh, you know, we got some people from the 90s that you put them on TV nowadays. <clears throat> Xbox, we looking at you. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> he can't be talking. Yeah, he can't be talking about Billy and uh. 
Speaking of which, I can't wait to talk about Billy. Billy ass, his ass looking like he, you know, in his forties. No, he's probably still on wellness. That's for sure. That's why he went to AEW. So fast forward to the back, we get to see a uh, good old uh, Joey Ryan. Your man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Man, this party. I gotta say it. I gotta. <laughs> okay, so Johnny Swinger, <laughs> Johnny Swinger ran into Joey Ryan, and he said, "Hey man, can you give me advice for Ken Shamrock?" And he said, "Don't make him touch a dick." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> hey, that sounded advice, man. I mean, yeah. I guess. Yes, that's a, I guess so. Cause I was like, I know that Joey Ryan shit, but I was still like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry, fam. I'm I'm comfortable with who I am as a man and everything, but you're not gonna, nah. Yeah, that's I'm like that's the advice that's right like, there, fam. Tell me. <laughs> that's why I draw the line, fam. Nah, you get it on that one, fam. Low blows, no. Fine, but nah, I'm not gonna grab a handful of somebody else drunk. Nah, they ain't. So they can flip. So they can flip me. Nah, right, right. Come on, fam. That ain't high school. Exactly. I'd rather take a finger poker doom than that. Yep. (laughs) I explain this to my wife and kids how I make this money. No, (laughs) plug me and let me be laid out for 15 seconds. (laughs) Wow. Oh, so you? uh, So you gonna take the same shit? Because I got to talk about this man's ring gear. Uh, <laughs> Bruh. So then we had a six-person elimination match. Good job. For the first contender <laughs> for the Impact World Championship. You had Moose with the boots. With the moon <laughs> boots. <laughs> Moose with the moon boots. Had, to, had the moon, the silver moon boots. Come uh, go against Daga in the first pair to be in the match. Okay, Daga is eliminated. Then I get to see so I got to see somebody I haven't seen wrestle since their troubled history with uh the Fed. Mm-hmm. The you handle this king. <laughs> Rich Juan. Uh it was a, it was actually pretty good um back and forth between Moose and Rich Juan. The only part that was gross is when like Rich Storm started like like, I don't know what he was doing, like, bubbling like a baby or something. I was like, ugh. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they, uh, they closed up on it, too. And I was like, ugh. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what <laughs> got, got, like, with this spit fetish they got going on, but they got to chill. Yes. They really do. Especially yeah. Sammy. It was rough. Yeah, Sammy's just disgusting with his. Ugh. Just about it. So then Moose finally gets eliminated. Him in the silver boots with the matching silver knee pads blinded me. Uh, <laughs> so I was glad he was out, you know. So once my eyes corrected, Michael Elgin came out, that's who I got to see on last week. Yes, that's just all I'm about to say. I saw him on last week, and I was like, "Dang!" Like, I said, "Of course, we're being Canadian promotion now. They got a Canadian on there being the strongest, a la Bret Hart esque. <laughs> they got the best of the best out there." <laughs> So then you had Swan was taken out, and it was uh, the final two entrants 
was Brian Cage, who again I'm still learning about. And our favorite wrestler, unanimously of 2019, Tessa uh, Blanchard. I ain't gonna say fa one of one of the favorites. One of yeah, one of one of favorites. for sure. I don't know if I, for sure, it, it, it's my favorite in 2019. Yo, right now is uh up there for me. Yeah, I'm like he's up there for me. <laughs> I mean, you talking about real? Let's talk about the women's revolution. She's actually uh doing something. Exactly. <laughs> Joni was uh running things back in the day. So shout out to Tessa. Yes, I'm taking shots. Uh, shout out to AEW, which I'm about to talk about after you know the sign. So <laughs> Tessa Blanchard goes on to win that. We get the feel-good moment of the night. Brian K. hugs Tessa because, again, we've already said she might end up being their world heavyweight champion. Which I have no problem with. Yeah. I, don't see, I don't see them putting her in the match and not pulling the trigger, honestly. Because that would defeat the purpose of, like, the emotion even, like, getting behind them doing this in the first place. Especially yeah. since, you know, her and Sammy Callahan will have a brutal-ass match. Oh, yeah. She's going to get fucked up. She might even bleed, huh? But speaking of blood, my boy Rashad sped through one of the funniest parts of that whole six-man match. <laughs> like Denzel Washington for more For real, I was like, ugh. And I'm like, why are they zooming in on it, though? <laughs> that was disgusting. Like spit, and the next time it was bloody spit. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm good on this. Shout out to oh. the fact that you're going to be quick to grab the gloves like WWE. Yeah. And they could get a package so, WWE referee putting on gloves. So, um, a fast forward to next week for Impact. They're going to do the IPWF. It's going to be a throwback, throwdown on ASS. I look forward to that because they t- they're taking it back to what, 1983? Uh, Yeah. Think so, yeah, the 80s. I'll tell you, the 80s for yeah. sure. I'm not sure the exact year. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was the commercial said 1983, so I'm looking forward to that. Like, I'm trying again, to see exactly uh, if it's going to be like a softball regional type thing or how exactly they're going to do it. Probably so. To see how it plays out. Shout out to the authority for hooking me up with uh, AXS. Hey, man. <laughs> the American authority. The American way is the best way. It's the only way. <laughs> wow. So then you go on to Wednesday, which I actually liked because it's pre, you know, everything that happened on Dynamite the previous week. So you had the Young Bucks working with the hashtag uh, Strong Hearts <laughs> versus the Young Bucks. Which I actually liked um, the strong cards. They were actually pretty good teams. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes dark be making me forget like continuation things because you know it's recorded before and after dynamite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was like way. That was before everything Come that right. happened with the young bucks. I the previous the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was before uh, 
he got whacked with the slapjack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Before he got uh Ricky Gibson. <laughs> Man, say, bro. <laughs> But Matt got Ricky Gibson uh, out, out of AW. So, so yeah, again, that was a pretty good match. Um, I like, um, I like. It was a dude named Linda Man, little blonde-haired uh, Japanese fellow. He was dope. He <laughs> say fine-haired. <laughs> fine-haired Japanese fellow. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> Wow. Keeping it politically correct. <laughs> Good job. Want to make look? I want to make the next. Want to make it next week. Uh, another random Dustin Rose uh, <laughs> appearance. Hey, man. I think the fourth one in like two in two days or so. Let the natural be the natural, fam. Exactly. Yeah. But it made sense. Okay, he Jesus. Yeah, he Christ. came out for commentary. But like I say, literally, just been popping up out of nowhere. I guess that's how Cody, you know, he said, "Hey, I don't care if you're family, you still gotta, <laughs> gotta earn your keep, boy. Gotta earn, gotta earn that paycheck." Man. So then you had the best friends with Orange Cassidy, who is my all-time favorite wrestler of this year. So awesome! He's so, so incredible. So. If you've ever seen a wrestler, you haven't seen nothing like this in about two decades. Ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be honest. Again, <laughs> the private party. So the, my favorite part of that match wasn't even really. So my favorite part was when uh, Orange Cassidy got up there with private party. And uh, <laughs> man, great it's like a great moment in Black history, you know. <laughs> a location where you need an invitation. <laughs> Orange Cassidy came home, you know. <laughs> he did. <laughs> came home one time. Let him know. Keeping it black out here. So, uh, <laughs> best friends won that match. Again. Private oh, party. It's always like this with private parties. But actually, you know, they'll give you a phenomenal performance and get, you know, nothing. <laughs> I mean, the first month of AEW, though, they was actually pushing private party. So, yeah, I, I will give AEW a big, like, shout out for taking somebody that they worked to build to, like, build up the best friends, too. Because the best friends have been taking a couple of L's. Yeah, the best friends needed that win a whole lot more, to be honest with you, fam. I'm going to go to my favorite match because now I got a new favorite wrestler for this. Uh <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was Rio and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Chuck Terry, who told me the to doctor make will see you now. There you go. Thank you. Versus Big Swole, and again, Shout to Big Swole. Wrestler, uh, Chris Statlander. Yes. <laughs> the interest was incredible. Let's just say that. So basically, I, I don't remember what Chris Statlander did, but everything still amazing. Uh, <laughs> the movement, <laughs> the, the moves she had were incredible, very devastating. Uh, <laughs> and it was one of it was one of the few times I saw Big Swole, so that was pretty cool. And so basically, Rip Baker and Real One 
Yeah, like I said, it was a great match. Uh, I hope to see. I think that was Chris Statlander's first match with AEW. Yeah, it was. And Cody is listening. I need to see her every week. <laughs> Man, have a do what Orange Cassidy do. Just stand there. I don't care. Just have an after. Because, you know, the bakery, you know, the doctor will see you now, but the bakery was definitely open when I saw Chris Statlander. Uh, <laughs> So that was dark. <laughs> so that was dark. <laughs> pretty good. It was pretty good, you know. You get a solid fifty minutes. So then we go to AEW on Wednesday, which started off with Nick Jackson's first singles match in what four or five years? Yeah, I think they said against Ray. They said four, and then like, but. They tweeted out five, so I don't know which, which one it is. Nah, they have. I'm just going to say four or five. But he went against Ray Phoenix. Yeah, it was probably Ring of Honor, man, because it's... Yeah, that's what they said. They said it was Ring of Honor. I know. Trios. Yeah, they said uh, it was ROH. Ah, okay. Yeah, so he went against Ray Phoenix. I knew Ray Phoenix wasn't going to take it easy on him, but dang. But Nick Jackson held his own. It was a really incredible match. It was a great start to AEW. But honestly, to say they're the little brothers or they were the tag teams, most of them signed. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. I still personally think Pentagon Jr. is way better than Ray Phoenix. but Easily. Well, not easily, but I can see that. But Ray, Ray definitely made me a believer. And I'm sorry, every yeah. time I see Young Bucks, I always think of uh, their TNA appearance. The Lucha Bros prevailed, and I wasn't mad because Ray Phoenix definitely decimated <laughs> Nick Jackson near the end. Fam. Hey, hear me out. I was kind of feeling like uh, ranting towards the end of the match. Like, bro, y'all don't have to keep doing all these damn dives. Y'all don't. Man, they did every top top A there was known to man. (laughs) Bro, on the cool, we should play a drinking game, take a shot every time somebody do a tope suicida on AEW. Oh, man, you be 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 jacked up. You might as well just drink a – you might as well take a shot at Everclear. <laughs> if, you, if you have Orange Cassidy private party or young books on the show, you definitely take it at least three shots. There you go. Yeah, touche. Especially private party. <laughs> I say you are getting uh, toasted. The quiz is definitely finna flop. So then again, <laughs> as if <she> wrestle <laughs> literally <laughs> the the day before. Quote unquote. Hey, you had Britt Baker. Hmm? That sound bite they just played in the background. I want it. Oh. Britt Baker, DMD. Oh, man, this fool. I want to take the microphone. Uh, <laughs> Britt Baker, DMD, went against uh, Sheeta for the second match of the night. Oh, yes, Lord, Sheeta. Yes. <laughs> So she already was starting off the match really, really hard. <laughs> like she was basically trying to kick her head off 
literally in the first 10 seconds of the match. Man. I mean, I was like, dang, you trying to end it now? But she did my favorite uh, move, dial up, when she does it. She set up that chair to do the launch pad uh, knee strike. Knocked off uh, Britt Baker. Oh, the noise. I need okay. to stop taking L's. I need for them to figure out what, I mean, they, they don't know though, because it really wasn't no point for her to like have another title match like right out the bat. Yep. Since Rio already beat him. But they already done set up Sheeta. Especially uh, to be the number one cadet. I was like, didn't um wasn't it full gear when she had the match? I was I was all out. I'm sorry. All out, all out, yeah. So yeah, they just pretty much did all that. But I mean, but, I guess probably because they eventually gonna set up for Austin Kong versus Rio. So true. <laughs> so I, I good old, good old female top. Ray versus Brock uh, mode. Pretty much. We gonna see Rio. <laughs> no, nah, but Rio be taking a bump. So yeah, it won't be as funny. It'll just be like, dang, why do you take? Oh, no, it's gonna be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, why you keep taking these bumps like this? It's kind of crazy to me. Um, <laughs> but actually, another, I got to give the chef's kiss to this vignette. Hashtag join Dark Order. That would, that's basically if it felt very, I'm really trying not to cross brands here, but it felt very, very Bray Wyatt-esque. Like, if they let, if they let him be like mental manipulated like that, like when he says, um, like, follow him and stuff like that. Stuff like that. That was pretty dope. Basically, I thought it was a, I, I, the being, yeah, I almost thought it was a real commercial. <laughs> 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 I did. I was like, that real commercial? I was, I was like, oh, snap, this is a... <laughs> Then bring out the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. Uh, the only problem, I'm not going to talk about the entire match, who got who eliminated who. But I was, just laughing. I was just laughing at the part that MJF was eliminating everybody. Bam. <laughs> and then, yeah, I ain't even going to talk about uh, the Billy Gunn, MJF interaction, the, well, the initial... <laughs> What happened there? <laughs> but uh, MJF. It, it resulted in an elimination. Yeah. Uh, MJF, you know. Yeah, I see why he did it. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, say what? But uh, <laughs> yeah. So again, you had Billy Gunn there, who was like the tallest dude there. So what was everybody like under six foot? Basically. Yeah, because hey, I think everybody was pretty much monks, munchkins in there. Then again, keep this uh, Adam Page and MJF beef going. It's good for the brand, it's good for the culture of wrestling, period. Because so, all they I like MJF. Was a- yeah, they get like a ring. I don't know if the ring like means anything, but I didn't know they got they got a ring. Okay. 
But MJF is definitely one of my favorite heels of this year, for sure. And then you had a good old shoot between Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho. Special, so you won half of the tag team champions. You're a tremendous competitor, Scorpio Sky, but you are not in the league of Chris Jericho. You understand me? Right. I am the greatest of all time, and I'll tell you this right now. You did put a blemish on my perfect record, and I want to rectify that. I am going to have a single match with you, one-on-one, face-to-face, where you can't pin me from behind, where you can't hit me with a foreign object from behind, just you and me, and I'm going to wipe the floor all around the arena with you, baby boy. I, I don't deserve a title match. Yeah. What did you just say? I don't deserve a title match. You're damn right you don't deserve a title match. You don't. But what if it was a title match, huh, Scorpio? No. Oh, no, you, oh, you don't want a title match? No. Oh, really? You don't think you can handle Chris Jericho one-on-one for the AEW Championship? Oh, you don't want it? Guess what? You got it! Chris Jericho started off. He is a man that cannot say. Sorry. There you go. And I hope that will probably be Jake Hager's last uh, <laughs> promo where he actually had to say something ever in his wrestling career. <laughs> he just but said I, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was hilarious though. If they do it like that, then yeah, I'm, I'm fine. With yeah, that. we need to say one word. Yeah. Because he, yeah, because that man, I'm a Jake Hager fan, but that list almost came out when he was saying sorry. But, uh, <laughs> SCU music hits. Scorpio Sky comes out after Le Champion says he's going to have a Le Champion celebration, which I'm excited to see because all of Jericho's antics on AEW has been exciting. So they go back and forth. I'll give a synopsis. Baby Yoda. That's all you got to say. <laughs> But it was a great back and forth because it's rare, probably like in recent times. Well, I say recent, I mean like a week or two ago. Probably only like MJF or somebody pretty much was could like go toe to toe with Jericho and it actually be entertaining. It don't be like you're just getting owned by Jericho the whole time. Right. So Scorpio Sky, shout out to him. He did really, really great. So then you had, do I have to talk about it? I'll talk about it. Lucha Shores, <laughs> Peter Avalon came out. Peter Avalon hit the ground. Lucha Shores came out. And that's how that went. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> Peter Avalon talked all that smack. And Lucha Shores just wiped the floor with him. <laughs> like, literally, it was, it was dialogue, action, match over. So that was pretty. That was pretty funny to me because again, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, we always rooting for him. We're always rooting for that team. So it was great seeing them. Not calling great, man. There you go. Um, not calling them Pride and Proud. Calling them Santana and Ortiz versus Private Party. But I mean, all in all, though, uh, yeah, that match was. Fantastic, you know, they both had a mutual friend that passed away, so you know, basically, yeah. 
that's, that's pretty much what the match was for. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Matt Travis. So that's yeah, that's pretty much what the match was for. It was in to honor their friend. They showed another great Kenny Omega, uh, quote unquote, rebuild story. That's how you do it, WWE. Make me want him to come back. <laughs> not tell, not have him say burn it down every week. I would like if you didn't do that. So then you fast forward to the main event. You had Mox versus Darby Allen. And if you think this match was as crazy as it sounds, yes. And the funny part is about that match, I think they held back. I agree. <laughs> That's the sick part about it. I was like, <laughs> they just wanted to beat each other up. They didn't want to kill each other this time around. So, that match pretty much ended with Mox beating up Darby Allen in the body bag. So, obviously, that beef is not going to go anywhere in the time. So, and AEW, <laughs> AEW was another A show. I liked it. Again, the vignettes were top-notch. The matches were incredible. Even though I believe that in the viewership, NXT bested AEW this week. Yeah, rain-wise, yeah, NXT. But that was to be expected, though. Yeah. But still, AEW is great for everyone who act like you have to choose. And I'm going to say this about Wednesday night. You never, ever, ever, ever have to choose. You can double, you can dual casting like we do, watch both at the same time. You got you got the tablet, watch one on your tablet, watch the other on television or vice versa. But support both because they're both incredible products. I'll easily agree. And like you said, if not, you just always go back, back and forth and record one. You know what I'm saying? Watch that lady and watch one live. There you go. Because they both have um, broadcasts usually right after the original recording anyway. And while we're talking about what y'all like, you know, and dislike, why don't y'all go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, follow button while y'all listening to this. Boy, that was that was fantastic. Boy, you should be on the corners putting up posts for people rap concerts. But you see me, right? I, I see you. I like that because the show that did win the ratings war finally NXT it jumped off with the man Becky Lynch. She was the first person to answer Paul's open invitation. It's been a while since you've watched me kick someone's ass here live. Well, you won't have to wait much longer. Because all that's been on my mind is champ versus champ versus champ. Now on SmackDown, on SmackDown you have Bailey crying like a teenage girl with an old lady haircut. About being overshadowed and overlooked. Bailey, you destroyed all of your Bailey buddies except the one blue-haired one that's holding you back. And and now Shayna, 
Shayna, Shayna, you showed up on Raw a few weeks ago to introduce yourself to me. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Shayna showed up on Raw a few weeks ago to introduce herself to me, but I am here to remind her just who the hell I am. You know, she basically was just saying, you know, it's been a while since y'all seen me kick somebody's ass live. And she called out Shayna Baszler, which was to be expected. But lo and behold, the greatness of Rhea Ripley came out. And look, they just they just had a fantastic match. Now, it was at one point in the match like Becky had to disarm on Rhea. And then, you know, obviously they do the little spot where, you know, she's going to counter to a powerball. But shout out to Becky, though, because she reversed the powerball into a Hurricane Rana. Which, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, they did their thing. But since it is Survivor Series, obviously this match was going to end with a run-in. And the NXT Horsewomen came out and jumped Becky and Rhea. But they fought them off. Look, bro, Jessica and Marina are so trash that Becky and Rhea literally turned their back on both of them while they was in the ring. and just, like, start looking at Shayna outside the ring. Like, that's how trash both of these Horsewomen is. I don't get it. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they just do nothing for me. And then, you know, they tried to attack them from behind. They got beat up and threw out the ring. So, but I will say it was a good way to jump off NXT. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of already let you know that this was going to be the wildest, the wild show that we thought it was going to be regardless. So, after that, Kona Reeves come out. I mean, obviously, I was surprised because, <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting that to happen. But my niggas, as soon as Connor Reeves like got close to the ring, all you see is somebody come and drop kick the living shit out of him, fam. And lo and behold, bro, that you know what? That's exactly what it what it seemed like. Or like when you know what I'm saying Skinny died on Step Up after he stole Heavy D car and he was just landed in the middle of the street with his braids bloody. But anyway, um, Ricochet ended up draped up. Representing the red brand, representing Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it led to an impromptu match between him and Matt Riddle, which, I mean, look, I was fine with it. You know, I know how Terry feels about, you know, Matt Riddle. But as far as the match go, I dug it. It was one point in the match where Ricochet was going for a suicide dive. And like, as soon as he dove through the ropes, this nigga did a whole front flip. <laughs> so... Look, man, EO Sarai is the genius of the sky, but Ricochet, that motherfucker can fly. That sound like and then touch the ropes. And then didn't touch the ropes at all, fam. But, um, you know, Matt Riddle ended up getting the win after distraction by Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey, was Shinsuke rocking like some Nikes or something? Because I was trying to look at uh, Shinsuke's shoes when he was about to hit Matt Riddle with the good old Ken Shiza before. Say, man, I don't know where the hell Roddy Strong be coming from, but Shinsuke was about to hit Matt Riddle with a Kinshasa, and then next thing you know, Roddy Strong just came out of nowhere and need the living shit out of Shinsuke Nakamura. Also, that's probably going to be my, my my potential match of the night right there, him, AJ, and Roddy Strong. You know, I feel like that's going to be awesome. But, you know, the brawl ended with Matt Riddle and Finn Balor staring each other down. You know, typical shenanigans, but at least this match came to some kind of conclusion. You know, we, we actually got a winner, even though Ricochet 
he can afford to take a loss, I guess. But in a showcase of some phenomenal, phenomenal tag team wrestling, we had the mm-hmm. Undisputed Era, a.k.a. my boys Red Dragon, took on the revival. And look, man, I don't care about how you feel about any of these. Either one of these teams, if you just watch that match, welcome that, home. Welcome home to the revival, man, because that was some fantastic tag team. That's really the only way I can describe it. And if um, now go ahead, honestly, fam, and and for and like NXT tag teams go like their matches. This is probably my new favorite NXT tag team match. And that's saying yeah. a lot. Because they done yes, had some classic revival DIY. Shout out to uh, the Cowboy American, Man. Yeah, the American uh, Alpha revival matches. The triple like, threat between AOP, DIY, and the revival. Like, yeah, this this is, is probably up there, fam, because that whole was emotional. And, and here's the thing. Well, two things surprised me the most about this match. One was the fact that they won, like, Undisputed Era won clean. You know what I'm saying? There was no run-ins. There was not really a lot of shenanigans. It was just basically four competitors going at it. And the second thing was the fact that Undisputed Era controlled, like, the majority of this match. Like, they basically was on the Revival ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Yeah, Scott Dawson got his ass worked over. Fam. Yeah, Scott Dawson took a lot of punishment because I don't know. Do you remember, dog, that top rope knee drop that Calvin Riley delivered on Scott? Dawson? Bro, I thought his back was gone. Like, yeah. I would like, between his back and Colorado knees, fam. And it was like was perfect impact. You could hear it. But like I said, all I mean, you know, the revival hit the shadow machine. You thought it was over. Calvin pulled him out the ring. Yeah, man, just. Fantastic match, man. Like this is a this is easily one of the top five tag team matches in NXT history. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. seriously. Like seriously. Um, after that, we had the obvious the obvious cool down match between Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai. Kaylee Ray won. Then yeah, after that, introduced yeah, introducing Kaylee Ray to you know the actual normal NXT universe. Exactly. But obviously. Good thing that match was short because all three, you know, women's teams came out and brought, you know, we, we saw Carmella come out there moonwalking and shit on the apron, doing her usual, you know, Carmella stuff. Only thing I want to focus on is these two things right here. The one, Cody Sane came out there looking like Nikki Bella with this with this red and black on, and she looked so damn good. I could yeah, man. Just I love Cody Sane so much. And the second thing was I like the the interaction that her and Io Shirai had in the middle of the ring. It was kind of like a callback to like that Japan days, you know, the fact that they didn't attack each other. The definition of frenemies, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. looking at both of them stare at each other, I was just like, man, I wish I could have I could have been like right there in the middle. Never mind. But anyway, um shout out to the Japanese women for you know dominating the American women's wrestling scene right now. You know what? That is very true. I didn't even think about that until you said that. Shout out to them. They everywhere, and they proving that the Japanese women and their strong style is something to watch out for. 
when it's used properly. Let's say it like that. When it's when it's used properly. But you know, all that ended because Nikki Cross came out there and started beating motherfuckers up with a uh, trash can. So Nikki Cross was like the last woman standing in the middle of the ring. Now, here's my thing though. This is the Nikki Cross that they need on SmackDown instead of this, you know, toned down Alexa Bliss is my best friend version they got going on right now. But Paul versus Vince. That thank you. And that one thing alone just lets you see the difference right there. Sam, why why is Sarah Logan out here in a hunting jacket? I why is she even on the team? Like you couldn't man, why she gonna get eliminated first. Like I said, that's why the iconists are talking shit, man. And you know what when 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 you put it like that, they they got a point. They really do. They have a whole point. But um, you know, Viking Raiders, they made their return to NXT. They beat the Forgotten Sons. That's in it. In a phenomenal match. In another phenomenal tag team match. Because I was ex- honestly expecting it to be a pretty, squash. pretty quick. I wasn't going to say a squash, but I was thinking about maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, I can see that. They did. Let's see, all these matches got time, though, and that's why we got the results that we got. And you know what? The, the Viking Raiders is kind of like a perfect team for like the Forgotten Sons, though, because both of them got that physical style, and they can kind of showcase what both of them do. Because, you know, Forgotten Sons, they – they kind of like the dark order of like NXT right now. Yeah, they get a reaction, you know. What I'm saying it's just like one of them. All right, but the main event ladder match between Adam Cole, Bebe, and Dominique Dajakovic, and basically the winner, you know, what I'm saying gives the team the advantage at NXT War Games. Look, man, for the time that this match had, it was basically what I thought it was going to be. Two fantastic athletes going at it. That choke slam, <laughs> when he choke slam Adam Cole out the ladder onto the ladder he had set up in the corner and say, fam, once again, I don't know how Adam Cole is still walking, especially after yesterday. But I think that was like the prelude to it right there. Like, yeah, fam, we're gonna pull you gonna we're gonna pull a Mike Tyson. You you're gonna break your back. Spinal, cause uh, <laughs> the way he bounced off the ladder after that, I was just like, oh, "Okay, yeah, y'all ain't playing no games." But then he did end up hitting it with a nice Panama sunrise, though. Like the way that he could just set that up from anywhere, dog, is just him and Pee Wee. It's it, it is dog. It is a thing of beauty. But Adam Cole ended up getting the win, so you know his team ended up having we have the advantage at NXT War Games. NXT ended with a brawl, like Terry said. We had three shows that ended with a brawl. Look, dog, that Claymore kick, and I, I can't remember who it was that he that he you know what I'm saying kicked, but Drew McIntyre Claymore kicked the shit out of somebody. And now that I think about it, it showed there's a lot of NXT returns too. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah, because all I know is between the smack and then the way he flipped, but that power bomb by Keith Lee right after that, amazing. No spirit bomb. That ain't the first time he delivered an amazing power bomb this week, too, by the way. But um, all in all, NXT ended with probably my favorite chant of the night. Says it's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, anytime you got an NXT crowd or just the crowd in general, just chanting out, Seth's not cool. Y'all get my vote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, it ended with another brawl. Um, all in all, NXT was a was a fantastic show. 
I give it a I give it a solid I give it a solid A because all the matches got well B plus because the the Kaylee the Kylie Ray and Dakota Kai match was you know whatever. But other than that though, it was a good it was a good way to lead into Survivor Series and things like that. So NXT Takeover was pretty solid and surprisingly, bloats. I watched NXT UK this week, and I will say this. Um, Terry, I feel like you jinxed me, fam, because it was like a couple of prom. It was like three promos that that happened on the show. But mm-hmm. I understood and got the gist of what they were saying, though. So that's really all that mattered. But NXT UK ended up jumping off with Trent Seven. He ended up taking on Kona Reed. So I guess you know Ricky <laughs> said he probably kicked his ass across the pond. You know what I'm saying? So he could, so he could get his ass broke. But I mean, shit. one thing I will say though. Um, I do like that crowd is that crowd is a, a motherfucking UK man. Like when Conan Reeves was out there trying to cut his promo, they was drowning him out with so many boos, fam. Because you know, he was saying the UK fans, they don't understand what real talent is. He called the UK basically crooked tooth, you know, little soot. It was just basically stereotypical stuff. But Trent Seven ended up beating Conan Reeves like a, like five to six minutes with the burning hammer. Um, you know, it was it was pretty solid. A kid, that's his actual name. He ended up winning with basically um a rings of Saturn. It's it's interesting how many people are kind of like very using a variation of like the rings of Saturn. But um, like I said, he beat Jack Stars. It was it was a pretty solid match. I think uh A kid is like a Tyler Bate uh, a Tyler Bates protege. That's the reason why we ended up getting him versus Cash's Ono because like A kid beat Cash's Ono in his debut match and. You know, Cash just kind of like murdered him, like right after that. So, but like I said, um, I like I like what I see out of both of them though. They'll be uh some good people to look at. The Grizzle Young Veterans, how oh, good old Zach Gibson. You know, they came out to the ring, Terry, and uh, this was probably like their longest promo, the longest promo of the night. But long story short, they basically complained that him and Drake should still be the NXT UK champions. They blamed Johnny Saint for the triple threat stipulation, which, I mean, most champions, they end up losing that match and not getting pinned. That's usually what they end up doing, right? So, long story short, they basically said they need to be added to the tag team championship match at TakeOver. And the funny part about that is they were just like, yeah, we, we've always performed at the TakeOvers we was at. Nigga, it's only been like, what, one UK TakeOver? Two. So, well, two. So, it's just mm-hmm. like, I mean. It's be three in January, but, like, bro. Like you said, that like y'all done had like six or seven. I mean, but I get, I got what he was saying, but so I mean, either way go, I wouldn't be opposed to them. You know, end up being a tag team title match against Gallus, cause yeah, man, Gallus and Imperium, I, I fucks with both of them because the main event was Alexander Wolf. He beat um, I'm a butcher his first name. So I'm just gonna call I'm just calling Dragon Off because that's his last name. But he ended up being Dragon Off with a sit out power bomb. Oh, that's how you pronounce it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Ilya, Ilya Dragon Off. He ended up taking the L after the distraction by Imperium, of course. Um, look, they offered Dragon Off a spot into Imperium last week. He declined. Not only did he decline, but he did that to join Gallus, who Imperium is beefing with. So yeah. NXT UK basically ended with Gallus standing strong in the middle of the ring. You know, Walter got German suplex. That's a big ass nigga to be German suplexing like that too. But um, 
Honestly, I will say, since it's kind of like my first time just sitting down and watching NXT UK outside of like the takeovers, I give it an eight because it got me, it got me intrigued and like actually makes me want to like keep up with it and watch it. So I like the crowd. I actually like the way they shoot it, kind of like that gritty, grimy, you know what I'm saying, look. So yeah, I actually give UK a solid A for the show, and I can't wait to see what happens. It is, yeah, man, it is a good quality 60 minutes. It is. I definitely agree. Like I said, um, you know, you just got to keep up with the um, dialogue. I mean, keep up with storylines. I understand the dialogue, but other than that, the wrestling is always solid for the few matches that they have. Oh, most definitely. So, yeah. Terry, your weekend. Moving on to the greatness that was Friday Night SmackDown. Ooh, man, you ain't said that in a while, huh? Right. Uh, unfortunately, I'm starting on a on a, a low low point. We opened the night with Roman Reigns opening basically the backstage door, being good old Super Roman, telling Ron and NXT to come into their house and and fight. Then you know. We cut to the pyros and everything, and Sasha walks in looking like only Sasha can with the rest of Team SmackDown, which consists of, let's see if I can do it, Sasha Banks, Nikki Cross, Carmella, Dana Brooke, I forgot who the last person was. I tried. You did. I give you credit for trying. And then, you know, she gets on the mic. She's talking about beating down NXT and tell Team Raw to come out. Charlotte comes out and she leaves Team Raw out. And that's Charlotte, the Kabuki Warriors, Austin Kari, Sarah Logan, and Natalia. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just when you, Every time I hear Sarah Logan, it just makes me laugh. I know, right? So... Pretty soon, you know, NXT... Team come out, which is Real Ripley, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, Tony Storm. That's Lord. And I forget who the fifth person is. Give me a second, I have it. But um, so basically, that sets up sets up, you know, Real coming out saying, "Hey, how about we have oh, Bianca. Uh, Captain? Good Lord, we horrible. Bianca Belair." Is Bianca? Yeah. Okay. Um, setting up for captains versus captains versus captains triple threat match, you know. And it's actually a pretty solid triple threat match, surprisingly. You know, we done seen Becky and Charlotte a, b- a billion times already, so we already know what they're going to do. Uh-huh. So the added, the added factor was the real Ripley factor because, you know, we ain't never seen her with them before anyway. She set the stall. She is, because she she fit in perfectly with the, with the two of them. She and really seemed seemed like it was uh, NXT, you know, person with them. I, I definitely agree with that. And then you know the finish came when Charlotte locked Becky into the figure eight, and Rhea snuck in and put in the crucifix and got the three count, which I thought was a very genius way to to win the match. I don't know who thought of that finish, but that was such a fantastic finish. 
because it really protected everybody. It did. It protected yes. Charlotte because she couldn't kick out because she had to figure out like on the Sasha. And it's not like Sasha, you know, took a submission victory. So it, it protected everybody. And then um the fifth member of Team SmackDown is Lacey Evans. Oh. Exactly. That's all I forgot. No. So I mean, I'm honestly expecting NXT's women's team to pick up the dub because it's oh. for who's on it. But on WWE and what they'll do, they'll probably have Team uh, SmackDown win. Just because it's the new show on Fox. I could be wrong. Not like before you, you know, move on. Not because you out. I am hope I'm wrong about this, but I hope they ain't put like NXT in this like Survivor Series just so they could be the ones taking out the pins. Because you remember, like last year, nigga, SmackDown, <laughs> SmackDown, Denver got swept beside the New Day winning on the kickout show, and ain't even count that. So I'm just hoping like NXT don't get done like that. Yep, and then I want to say the year before it was uh, SmackDown, they lost five to one. Yep. So I'm I'm just hoping that we don't get one of them situations. I hope not. Like Becky honestly don't need to win. Like honestly, like I'd rather Bailey get that. You know what whatever. But that's yeah, yeah, if anybody, Bailey should win that one. Just because right now what she doing is actually fantastic. <laughs> yes, it is. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Um then you know we have my boy Black Larry, Sami Zayn. He comes out and with his homeboy Shinsuke Nakamura. And they do something very interesting, something that I didn't even see coming. Um, they introduced a new Intercontinental Championship. Um, personally, I'm not sure how I really just feel about it. It's still, still adjusting to it. I think seeing it tonight will probably do a lot. Um, but well, let me ask you this. But my bad. Ahead. Do you think it would have been better if it was white instead of black, though? If it still would have had the white stripes, do you think it would have looked better to you? Because I don't have a problem with it, but I think it probably, you know, nah. maybe the white stripe. So the white stripe, the white stripe would have would have made me hate it. Mm, got you. Because you just went okay. Got you. Because that actually leads me perfectly into my next point. Vince, well, actually, Paul, Road Dog, Michael, you guys down there, well, Brian, can you guys please, please redesign the NXT Cruiserweight Championship belt? That's the belt that needs all the change. Because that, that's what I honestly thought this was. But... The Undisputed Era comes out and they interrupt Nakamura and Zayn after, you know, Zayn disrespected Roddy Strong by basically calling him Riddy and everything but Roddy. And Nakamura saying he didn't even know who the NXT North American champion was. Uh, Adam Cole grabs the mic and does what Adam Cole baby does best. And, you know, cut down Cut a fantastic promo on how NXT slash the Undisputed Era is going to win war games and then Survivor Series. And then the New, the New Day comes out 
interrupt the undisputed era and challenges them to a four-on-four tag team match alongside heavy machinery. And honestly, it was a pretty good four-on-four match, but I was quite surprised that the undisputed era won. I was too. Because the, the, the theme of this, you know, whole invasion has been interference, DQ wins for matches, and they actually let, let them pick up a, a, a clean win. I'm going to call it what it was. I didn't have a problem. I loved it. Same. And then after the match, you know, Shinsuke and AJ and Roddy Strong all get into it. And then we go to commercial and come back, and we got the OC chilling. And honestly, they're going to slip up one of these times, and they're going to say MF instead of mother loving. They really are. I'm just waiting on it. I'm just going to, I'm just sitting here patiently waiting on the day that it happens. Just so Fox can act away. Boy, there's going to be some I'll probably act I, I would record that and post it to the Twitter page myself. Sam. I'll create an Instagram just to po- just for that to be our one post. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would. So then Daniel Bryan comes out and he calls out Bray Wyatt, but instead the Miz comes out and when I say he slapped the dog shit out of Daniel Bryan. My nigga slapped his ass hard as shit. Like he lucky slapped him as hard as Bruce slapped Steph when Steph peed on himself. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> So, Daniel Bryan and the Miz ends up having the match, and it was it was a pretty solid match. But the lights go out, and the Miz was laid out in the corner. The lights come back out, and instead, it's the Fiend that's laid out in the corner. And then he rolls to the feet, his feet, and he took out a uh, Daniel Bryan with the good old man the cloth. Shout out to the Manimal Cloud making a comeback. Yeah, pretty much all these moves making a comeback now. You see that? That's very true. We got the Rings of Saturn, the Manimal Claw, Razor's Edge. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I don't see The Fiend losing to uh, Daniel. Um, I'm not sure if it's going, you know, be a clean win so they can just end it, or if it's going to be some shenanigans so we can continue the program. I mean, I'm honestly okay if they want to continue the program. So am I. Then Shayna comes out and calls out Bailey. Yes, Bailey. No, I thought she switched. Oh yeah, that was, yeah. That was, you know what? That was the first time we saw that Shayna two belt shirt. So yeah, that was the first. Saying, no. My bad. She finally got new merch. So, you know, she comes call out Bailey and Karen runs in with her receipt from the back and chop blocks Shayna. And then, you know, she beats down on her a little bit and then she tries to run out through the crowd. You Wait, this is the one time that Bailey tried to get ghosted and it didn't work for her. She, she tried to run and then... uh. 
Shayna put it in that chokehold. Debo put Craig in. Bro, the only thing that would have made it funny is she would have hit that mama like uh, good old Jody did when Melvin choked. <laughs> That's right. Call for your mama. <laughs> Wait, she probably did, though. That's true. And have y'all noticed that she's been wearing like two shirts a lot lately? Like, like I don't know why, but like ever since he turned here, she be wearing like two shirts. Yeah. That's that's a heel attire. So your heel attire is two shirts. Okay. Then you know, Bailey ends up getting the upper hand, throwing Shane into the ringside steps. Well, first she sends her into the barricade, and like I don't know if she hit her collarbone or her throat, but it looked kind of nasty. Like she didn't brace for it, right? And then she threw it into the steps. Shit, yeah, something was hurting her. Then Bailey, you know, got goes up the up the ramp. But the look that Shayna gave Bailey, I would I don't want to be Bailey come uh come tonight. She had that look like I am going to fuck you up. Between war games and this, yeah. I, I don't want to be Bailey. Mm-mm. Life come that Bay fast, fam. So then, you know, we go to our main event and we have Joffrey uh, Baratheon, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> and Robert Roode taking on Holman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, and Tad Gable. Thank you for that. <sighs> Look, um, this match was I. The heels won. Um, King Corbin, of course, pinned Ali, who was in his hometown, because that's what WWE loves to do with the deep six. But before we get to that, Mustafa Ali did have a very solid sequence where he was getting in some very fluid offense in front of the hometown crowd, and they was really behind him as you expected them to be. Because, I mean, it's Chicago. Chicago is a wrestling city, so... We ain't never really just gonna ever talk about the Chicago crowd being dead. Ever Long Island. Speaking of uh speaking of whatchamacallit, Chicago, they did have a moment where they was chanting CM Punk while AJ Styles was talking <laughs> and AJ went off script and was like, I'll wipe the floor with him too. Ah, oh, that now that's how you you know, that's how you get control of the crowd, man. And it, it's it's pretty dope. Shout out to Fox for you know having the idea of putting CM Punk on backstage. Because if it wasn't Fox, for Fox, I don't even think AJ would have been allowed to reference it because it probably still would have been on that blacklist. Oh yeah, easily. So um, meanwhile, after the match, Seth Rollins and Team Raw comes out and attacks Team SmackDown. And then the rest of the SmackDown locker room comes out and they just pretty much kicking the shit out of Raw. And then they cut to the backstage and all you see is NXT and the tank with Leo Rush posted up on the hood rolling in. And then team NXT led by Triple H, Shawn Michaels and Road Dog comes out and when I tell you all hell just break loose. It's like literally probably 60 to 70 people ringside just fighting in every inch and corner of the ring. And then all of a sudden you, you they cut to the ring, you see Keith Lee standing in the ring. 
and Montez Ford stumbles into the ring and gets hit with one of the oh. most amazing spirit bombs, bro, that I've ever seen. And I don't know if it was the sale by Mont, it was the sale by Mont. Yeah, it was easy to sell. Because he hit the he hit the mat and then stood straight back up and then fell. <laughs> and it's like, bruh. And then it you end the night with Keith Lee and Braun Strowman brawling. And I never knew before that I need to see Keith Lee and Braun Strowman fight, but we do I now. I agree. We definitely need that, bro. Cause only thing is, I thought, you know, they could have a little bit more better interaction than that little punk-ass fish they was throwing. But, you know, I get it. Maybe we're going to get that down the line, I hope. But Keith Lee is the star, though. Because did you just – like, I just noticed, like, he basically ended – he ended two shows. You know what I'm saying? Two shows ended with him in the middle of the ring or doing something. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, even at War Games, he was phenomenal. They can't exactly. deny. They can't deny what they have in Keith Lee right now. You got a bask in his glory. There you go. Just about to see it. <laughs> but honestly, SmackDown this week, and uh, it's the, the Survivor Series go home show. It's the Chicago crowd. Even with the you know the few low points, I still give it a solid B plus. I agree with that. I can, yeah, I can see that. I can't be mad at that. So, yeah, two SmackDowns uh, have been decent two weeks in a row. <laughs> so it sounds like to me overall, we had a pretty, pretty solid week of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? As far as Monday through Friday go, we we know about you know what happens. You know, yes, we we got something separate to that. But as far as Monday, yeah, through Friday, Monday through Friday, go, Friday, 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 Friday. Exactly. So I mean I'll, I'll I'm 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 cool with that. Um top five, like always, you know, before we get out of here, we always like to the top five list. Um Terry, you are the top five genius, so go ahead, sir. What's the top five this week? This week's top five is going to be war game theme, and it is going to be the top five war games matches. Um, there's been now four war games matches in existence. Are we going to include the two from yesterday, or are we just going? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> might as well. There's <laughs> four war game matches in existence, you know. In under the NXT umbrella plus like seven or eight back in the WCW days. So you know you got a bit bit to choose from. I'ma start mine off, and uh, I'm actually have an honorable mention this week, and it's gonna come from Monday Night Nitro 2000. There was a War Games match featuring Dang. Vince Russo of all people. <laughs> Team Russo, we was all, we all had it on the list, bro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Team Russo. Go ahead. I, brother. I actually watched this whole episode of Nitro, by the way. Well, look, I ended up looking at the car and I got kind of invested, so it is what it is. 
So the uh, the competitors in that match was turn it down for y'all real quick. Team Russo was Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Vince Russo taking on Booker T. Booker, yeah, Booker T, Goldberg, Chronic, and Sting. And it was supposed to be the cat, but Chronic beat the cat when mm. they took his place. Somebody called his mama. Mm. See, that's why, that's why I had to watch the whole episode. <laughs> so, um, it was actually, it, it was an interesting take on the war games just because it wasn't the the typical side-by-side rings, you know, two cages. It was more of, if y'all haven't seen Ready to Rumble, it's wrestling. It was more like the triple cage and Ready to Rumble. With the, with the one cage stacked on top of the other cages, stacked on top of Winner was the person who brought the belt out and takes the two cage. Kevin Nash ended up retaining the championship, but Vince got his ass and whooped. Really did. Then my actual top five is Fall Brawl '98. You had Team WCW taking on Team NWO Hollywood and Team NWO Wolfpack. Team WCW was Diamond Dallas Page, Roddy Roddy Piper, and The Warrior. Team Hollywood was Hollywood Hogan, Bret Hart, and Stevie Ray. And Team Wolfpack was Kevin Nash, Sting, and Lex Luger. Team WCW won. And then my next four are the NXT ones, just because to me, they was actually probably a little bit better than the WCW ones outside of like the old, old ones. Yeah, I agree with that. So those was Undisputed Era versus Sanity versus Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong, where Undisputed Era won. Dang, that's on War Machine beating all four members of the Undisputed Era. The women's war games match, which again we'll talk about more and on our next episode, but that match was amazing. Whew. And then Team Champa, Champa, Keith Lee, Dominic Jock, Dajakovic. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you listen and you don't haven't watched War Games, this is your fault. Again, if you listen and you have not watched War Games, this is your fault. And Kevin Owens beat the Undisputed Era in an amazing War Games match. And Kevin Owens was looking like Kevin Steen a little bit. He looked a little slim in that match last night. The OG Titan trying everything. For real, I was so, like, is that him? Oh, yeah. He's looking better fighting shape. <laughs> so, Rochelle, you talked about your top five? Oh, my top five. You took my one from NXT uh, 2017 War Games with the Undisputed Era versus Sanity and the Arthur, versus the Arthur of the Pain and Roger Strong. Yeah, Roger Strong was not a part of Undisputed Era the whole time. <laughs> then we're gonna throw it back to 1991's War Game where the Four Horsemen, you know, shout out to Ric Flair versus Sting, Brian Pillman, and the Steiner Brothers. Uh, before 
Scott Scott started giving us math lessons and looking like he does a lot of diuretics. <laughs> and before Brian Pillman on my Yeah, before he started pulling out uh yeah, he probably. <laughs> and then you got 1989 War Games, the World Warriors, the Midnight Express, and Steve Williams versus Fabulous Free Birds. Shout out to Michael P.S. Hayes, the most politically correct man that I know. Mm. <laughs> then you have 1997 War Games, the NWO versus Four Horsemen. Maybe I just like saying uh, Rick Flair's name over and over again. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Then the one that was brought up earlier, which was Team Russo versus Team Goldberg, Book T, and Chronic. Because it basically looked like the, it basically was ready to rumble in real life. Right. And that's my five. Um, I'm not even going to lie. Terry, your five is actually the same, including the honorable mention, because I low key love the movie Ready to Rumble. So I don't know. Like that movie had like a special place to be. So it always. Gets I think that, because of wrestling fans. Yeah, get on a big screen. But between that and um, adding the, uh, those two, the first that they brought back, you know, with undisputed era sanity. So yeah, that's basically the five. Shout out to Kevin, man. Mm. Every that, Chicago was the perfect place to do that. It, it, yeah, it, 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 but when that countdown happened and it was him, yeah, that was a pop. Yeah, that was that was a pop right there, fam. So, before we get out of here, um, Terry, go ahead and let the people know where they can find us. Flyers Podcast on Twitter, How Flyers Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Um, Hot Five Wrestling Podcast on pretty much almost any streaming media site that you can think of. Uh, the Apple Podcast up yet? You said what? Apple Podcast? No, not yet, but we are on Spotify. So, yeah, you know. Hot Flyers Wrestling Podcast. High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Podcast Flyers on Twitter, underscore Bobby Digital on Twitter for yours truly. Like, subscribe, dislike, follow, comment, hate mail, fan mail. And share, my friends. Share. Rashad, tell the people where they can find you. Shout out to me on Twitter. Shout out on IG. Um, I only use IG stories, so I don't bore people with a whole bunch of pictures every day. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Uh, like uh, Terry said, we pretty, we're pretty much everywhere when it comes to the podcast. So just support. Uh, tell us we suck. Uh, then, I, like I said, like I said last week, I'll pull up Brian Pillman if you try to do that. <laughs> pull up to the house with the gun, fam. Uh, pull up to the house. Not <laughs> Wow. Um, no, yeah. you'll get a very stern letter from me. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Fritz's Nights 21. On Instagram, dborns2106. Even though I rarely post on there, but it's mostly Like so you can find us everywhere on social media. You can find us on Spotify, Spreaker. You can find us on Anchor Podcast. We will be on, you know, 
on here that I'm about to assume. But um, thank y'all for tuning in today. We will actually, you will be hearing from us very shortly because we will be giving y'all the support game and we will be giving y'all something for the vibe series as well. See y'all next time. Peace.